0: It's really that, again, it goes back to really understanding where that customer is and then supplementing it. We do see an opportunity in offline retail because as acquisition costs become incredibly expensive, the ability to have physical physical spaces for the customer to have real experiences. I know a lot of people do talk about this, but there is a value to that customer walking by and, and touching and feeling your product and then confirming
1: that they will buy the product. You too. Thank you for having me.
2: Absolutely. So Super Ordinary started just over three and a half years ago. I saw an opportunity
0: when I was in Hong Kong, I was noticing a lot of brands when they were operating in China that they were operating on marketplaces and not on the usual brand.com as we see in the US. So there was really no direct-to-consumer model apart from working with these large platforms. And I think the East, in this, especially in Asia, we started to see this movement away from brand.com. And it really piqued my interest to see, well, what happens in a world where there are less and less websites and more and more marketplaces. So that's really how Super Ordinary
2: began. And I actually moved to Shanghai to embark on this like, crazy adventure.
1: Yes, well, I think the beauty industry is really exciting. It's one of the
0: categories in the six trillion e-commerce market that seems to take a a larger and larger share of anyone's wallet. One, I think it's exciting because there are so many exciting, beautiful brands out there across different categories within beauty, but also that the consumer is always willing to try new brands. First of all, the margins are very attractive, and also the sizes of the products are very small, So from a logistics point of view and from a brand point of view, it's a very exciting and very always evolving industry. I think what really makes me excited about the beauty market is that also brands are continually being acquired by large strategics. So there's a lot of opportunities both for small brands and for larger brands. And Super Ordinary plays a really important part in the growth of a brand. Many of our brands that we work with, the Ordinary, Pharmacy, really exciting brands out there, continually change hands from, from strategic to strategic. And I think what we've done is really provided a
1: an operating system to help these brands grow. And I'm excited to talk about it.
2: so i think it all stemmed and began in china of all places when i moved
0: to shanghai um, in 2018 i noticed that brands were behaving very differently and the behavior of the consumer behaved very differently so i always went back to thinking about where does the consumer spend most of their time so for example if you spent most of your time on madison avenue like in front of a shopping center and and you were the target customer, of course, brands will be marketing to you in front of that shopping center. If you're in China and you're on these exciting platforms like TikTok and Mall, that's where you should be marketed to. So it was really that simple when I started thinking about this business model. And I said, well, what happens if I could create a business or a company that really focuses and thinks about where that consumer is spending their time? So to be platform agnostic. So what does that mean? That means if you're on Instagram or if you're on TikTok, we want to be there with the brands to really provide the brand experience to you on those platforms. And we've built a business now, which is a global business. We have close to 600 employees globally. And we realize that things change constantly. Just in retail, things change. So from one shopping center to another shopping center, one will be in trend, one will go out of trend. And this happens on platforms as well. So we start to see a lot of different movements across platforms globally. So recently, when I say recently, over the last nine months, we've taken a very big bet on TikTok, for example, that TikTok, we believe, is going to become a really exciting channel for brands in general. So we do a lot of business around building our brands on TikTok, not only in China, but globally. And things really start to work well for us. But That's not to say that there'll be another platform that comes around the corner. So we do a lot of the enablement for these brands so that they can interact with the creators on these platforms, which obviously help these brands become more and more aware to their end consumers. So it's an evolving
2: marketplace and Super Ordinary is a consumer tech company that enables all these brands to get to the end consumer. So I think the ability to be agile and to be very
0: responsive to what's happening around you, I think that's really important. I just got back from South by Southwest, where we spent a couple of days meeting with some of the largest YouTube creators in the world and really trying to understand from their perspective what matters to them in doing their day-to-day business and why they should spend time with a company like us. And as a founder and CEO, it's my responsibility to really, truly understand this. And and what I love about our colleagues and employees is that everyone's an entrepreneur in some way, shape or form. They love marketing and that we're always trying to solve a problem. And I really love the brainstorming sessions that we have internally. So for example, we work with over 70,000 creators globally now and we help them sell products across social commerce platforms and super ordinary provides all the backbone infrastructure for them to do their job so giving them products showing them how to sell teaching them which markets to go after and really empowering them with the picks and shovels they need to do to do their business so when we look at our employees and what we're looking for it's it's really that creative understanding of where the world is going one of the tenets of what we believe is going to happen in the world today is that the number of creators are going to increase from 50 million where we are today to over a billion in the next five to ten years so to take that for a second and think about it these creators are going to need lots and lots of tools to help them do what they want and even though we're distributing beauty brands globally We think it's much more important to really understand these creators to help them sell products to their customers. So as we've seen the migration away from brick and mortar to online, within the online attribution, there is a lot more distribution going through what we call, you know, creator to fans. And also the algorithms that are within these platforms now allow anyone, even you or me, to create a video content that could go potentially very viral and increase sales for a particular brand. So we think the whole democratization or decentralization of content is a very exciting opportunity, and we think that we're very well suited to do this in the beauty industry. So there's a lot going on in the world today, and it's definitely not a
2: dull market at all. So I'm really excited to see how it starts to pan out going forward.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So I would always start with product. At the end of the day, the product has to work.
0: And if it doesn't, obviously the consumer will find you out very very quickly. So Without a great product, authenticity around that product, that's the most, most, most important aspect of any brand. So building around that, uh, I would say the next circle, which is really important, is that patience. I think brands have this tendency to rush these days to get out there and, and really expand and dominate very quickly when it takes time to build a brand. Any brand that is worth its salt will take its time to build the story behind the brand. And that building a brand in my view is, and I've always said this, it takes minimum five years. So it's a long-term investment. It's nothing that you can just grow and expect anything that goes up very quickly will come down very quickly as well in, in our opinion. So branding and storytelling is really, really important. So the more authentic they are in telling the story, that's one part. The second part is to have a point of view or a point of difference, I think, is is becoming increasingly harder these days. Everyone talks about table stakes of clean beauty or packaging or having the right mix of employees. It's, you know, those types of that's common in most brands these days. So it's becoming more and more difficult. And as most brands know out there, it's becoming a lot more expensive to build a brand before you and me and anyone else could just come up with an idea and go to a packaging company, but to actually get that brand in front of the consumer and acquisition costs is so much higher too. So to get your awareness. So it's become a very expensive place to compete. So when we look for brands, typically we look for brands that have been around for some time that helps us filter out brands that have a strong enough infrastructure behind them that will allow them to scale as we start to accelerate them. And these global markets. So typically, we look for brands that are doing twenty-five to fifty million of revenue in their domestic home market before they speak to us, and then we look to help them scale, you know, much larger. But you know, I personally love brand founders. I love working with the CEOs and the founders and getting to know them. And I think that's really been a passion of mine. I love all the brands we work with, and I, I just love hanging out with the founders. And I think that's. One of the big advantages of my role and my job is that I get to do this. So, always excited to meet founders and give them advice and also just listen to how, you know, some of the problems they're facing. But creators themselves are brands now too. So, it's equally as important for me to get to know
2: them because they're the ones that are really driving a lot of the sales and brand awareness. So there's very interesting dynamics happening in Asia which have yet
0: to appear in the US. And a lot of it had to do with how the consumer was engaging with their mobile devices. So in Asia it's very much about I would say eighty percent of all transactions are done on a mobile device, whereas in the US, you know, it's very much still driven by desktop and then mobile. But also the payment gateways were much more advanced. In Asia than they were in the US. So there was a lot of learnings about transferring money through WeChat and a lot of these different platforms. I think what's really interesting right now is that live commerce in Asia was something that the West really started to get excited about. So um, there were a lot of these live streaming apps that were being developed in the West. But our opinion was that those would inevitably not be that successful because the consumer in the U.S. was very different culturally. However, we do believe that the next generation of social commerce is going to be driven by short video content. So that's why you're starting to see Meta or Facebook start to develop and put more emphasis on things like Reels and ByteDance and TikTok starting to take larger market shares. We really think that Super Ordinary as a what we would call a B2B2C company, which really helps brands operate on these, these large platforms, there's gonna be a further need for us to help in other categories as well. So whilst we started in beauty, it's our idea to really quickly move into other FMCG and lifestyle brands as well, because it's we're serving the same customer. So we've learned a lot about what's happened in the East, and I think that's given us a, an incredible advantage to really
1: start thinking about how the West is going to move.
2: So this goes back to our thoughts about where is the customer spending most of their time. So
0: typically we see, especially in the US, there's been an incredible acceleration to Amazon away from the traditional multi-brand boutiques. And that's why a lot more luxury brands are appearing on Amazon versus where there was a big stigma about them appearing there before but a lot of these brands are there anyway, because they're being sold by resellers. So Super Ordinary has a very large team here that operate beauty brands on Amazon, because we said, well, you might as well own your own presence on Amazon. So the generational segmentation around the customer, it does occur. There's for sure there's evidence of that. The younger generation definitely spending a lot more time on TikTok. So it's really important that brand building and marketplace activities do occur there. but the older generation, the flyover states are, and also on the coastal states, you're buying all your your home goods on Amazon. so why not buy your beauty and other products there? So it's really that again, it goes back to really understanding where that customer is. and then supplementing it, we do see an opportunity in offline retail because as acquisition costs become incredibly expensive, The ability to have physical physical spaces for the customer to have real experiences. I know a lot of people do talk about this, but there is a value to that customer walking by and, and touching and feeling your product and then confirming that they'll buy the product. So whilst they may discover your product in an online venue, the second, the third, the fourth and fifth purchases may happen on TikTok or Amazon or any of these other platforms. So It's really getting into the psyche of the customer and the consumer behavior. And that's what I think is really exciting about our model because it's not often that the consumer will buy the product at your website and automatically continue to buy that. They may see it somewhere else. So
2: I think it just goes back to being let's make sure Super Ordinary can bring your brand to everywhere where your customer is. (laughs) yeah i think there's been so much innovation and different store
0: formats and i think it's really exciting to watch to see how brands are building the new store concepts and i think everyone's been very familiar with a lot of the technology that's become apparent so there's been a big shift um, over the last few years to personalization across categories and making the consumer feel much more I would call client focused, but I think it's been a challenge as well because, you know, personalization as a strategy, whether it be by product or by by brand, it has been difficult to scale. And the different um, formats of stores, I don't think anyone's really built something that is leading the way just as yet. I think there's been a lot of fast fashion concepts and supply chain innovation by a lot of the clothing manufacturers. But at the same time, I just think that we're constantly just looking for what the next, the answer to the the retail struggle is, because as you know, we still see a lot of vacant retail opportunities in the US market. And it's also just really exciting to think like, what could
2: and what should be in those places and, and how can we reinvent the retail space for the next generation? I think we've seen a resurgence in wellness brands. I think color, obviously through
0: COVID, has had a pretty significant retraction just because of people being much more focused on skincare. We're seeing a lot more interest in anti-aging products. I think that's been something that COVID has accelerated. People concerned about aging, but also there's been an increased appetite for ingestible products so anything to do with vitamin supplements collagen that's been a very exciting part of the business so we're always on the hunt for brands that have efficacious results in that area but wellness has definitely become a very hot topic so anything that helps your immune system or anything that really helps you have a happier healthier life that trends
2: accelerated so less and less on color but more and more on skincare wellness and on um, personal care I think embracing the data is really important. So what we see online and understanding
0: it to a T is just so important. So I wouldn't be shocked to see that when you walk into a shop on any given day that the front of the store should change in response to what's happening in the online market. I don't think it should take every three to six months for the window to change just because that's what the... The marketing manager says, I think we're getting data in real time that tells us that products and trend shifts are changing much quicker and that the offline consumer really wants to be understood and heard as well. So I I really think embracing the data is important and it can mean a number of things on how you interpret it. So I think that's something to listen for and watch out for. I also think that Customer loyalty is becoming such an important part because if acquisition costs are going up so incredibly high, it's going to become even more important to keep that customer because you can't keep going out and buying more and more customers. So really trying to figure out the most appropriate loyalty programs is going to be important. And that can come in a number of ways too. Again, is it by offering much better services is it making sure that the customer feels rewarded? How do you work with these influencers and creators to make sure that they're taken care of? So there's a lot to go on. I think, and it's, I think we're probably at the most exciting part in my career of, of retail and distribution. And I think of distribution of what Super Ordinary does as a category disruptive company. And we think distribution, even though that, yes, there's a lot of channels that promote social commerce, but... Superordinary is really taking a longer term view of basically how do we disrupt the traditional methods of distribution and not in the traditional distributor would buy products and sell it through a bunch of retail channels. But right now we have thousands of platforms globally, hundreds upon millions of customers who are thinking about products differently. So we
2: really have to take a much different approach to building a brand these days, which I think is so exciting.